Hey, this is Flo, and you're listening to the Mountain Movers Podcast. In this inspiring episode, I took a seat next to Flo. She's a longtime friend, but also president of the NYU Engineering School Student Council and vice chair of the student government. We discussed the reality that is burnout, identity crisis, and her co-owned non-for-profit, The Bloom Project. So stay tuned for an awesome episode, and it's coming your way in three, two... This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. I'm hungry. <laughs> Me too. Let's get food after this. I think Selena's still at the gym, so. Cool. <laughs> Hello, Jake. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's so crazy because we to go me, way back. Yeah, we go so far back, but and to me, you're you're flow. Mm-hmm. And you've always been flow. But now you're flow with all these different branches branching off of you. And it's so cool to see, and I'm I'm beyond proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. I, I don't think I'm that interesting, but I'm really honored that you wanted to have me on your show. Of course. And we're going to have a little chat. Yes, we are. So tell me about how you're feeling about uh, starting your final semester. So I think I'm feeling a lot of... I went right before my finals last semester um, in December. I was like going through a lot of nostalgia, I think. I think I was like, it's coming to an end a lot quicker than I thought. Um, but I am really excited to just kind of move on and do more and see more and learn more. But I really do. I'm someone who loves school. I love learning and I love classes and I love the structure. So I think it's about just really taking it in one last time and seeing. I think there's still stuff to learn, stuff to do, and things to accomplish, even with one semester left. So I'm excited. So you're kind of thinking about what's outside these walls or are you totally focused on what's left inside of them? I think over the past two years, I've really kind of spent a lot of time trying to figure out who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do, and that switched a lot. Um, And I think the things that I got involved with, I kind of set a foundation early so that this last semester would really be allowing other people to take the reins of leadership and kind of start to fill in my roles as I'm about to leave. Um, so I've been thinking a lot more, I think, about the future and what I want to do. And that's taken a lot of different turns through the recruiting process and kind of just like the application process of jobs and stuff. So tell us about your program, first of all. Um, so I'm currently enrolled in computer engineering at NYU. So that's a combination of software and hardware classes, a lot of math, a lot of science, pretty standard everywhere you go. Um, it's a lot of hours of school and a lot of hours of class and a lot of hours of homework. It's a really different than the dance program. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but they're hard in different ways. Um, and I think, you know, I started out actually as a business and technology major because I really thought that's what I want to do. And I actually ended up switching into computer engineering my sophomore year. But now here we are back in my senior year and I kind of think I want to go back into business. Um, Those are the types of jobs I'm looking into. 
Um, but I really do think it was an incredible foundation. I really learned how to problem solve. I really learned some really challenging math and um, logic. And I feel like I've been put through one of the hardest programs. So now I feel like I'm ready to really kind of take on anything. And what do you want to take on going forward? What kind of jobs are you looking at? So, you know, it's really hard when you're starting out to do anything. Um, you kind of look at analyst roles or like entry level roles and you kind of see where you can start and then build in from there. Um, so I'm kind of looking into either um, project management or program or um, product management positions. And that's where you really have the responsibility of not only carrying through a project with a team, but you also do have a stake and a say of how it ends up turning out and like decisions. And I would love to, as I like build on my career, have more responsibility on the decisions that are being made um, for different things, um, such as product in a company. Um, or there's another route, and I would love to also try consulting. Those are kind of two very different fields um, that I'm really interested in going into. And why consulting? Consulting because, you know, you get to experience a bunch of different fields within one job. You, depending on the project you get involved in, you're still taking your analytical skills and your problem-solving skills and your teamwork, um, and you are very client-facing, which is something I really want to do. I really want to work with people, something I've realized. Um, but you get to work in different industries and help solve different problems and look at them from an outside perspective and different views. And you get to do that with a different project each time. And you're not doing the same thing over and over. Um, you really get a lot of different exposure. When I think of you, <laughs> when I think of flow, I see a leader. And that's something, that, that's something that you've always kind of had inside of you. Like no matter the situation, whether it was at the dance studio mm -hmm. or at school, that was always who you were and Thank who you, you are today. And I can see by how, I'll, I'll say it, how successful you become in terms of like your leadership role, you have built that foundation for yourself. And has that kind of influenced where you see yourself going? Yeah, I definitely want to be someone who kind of influences either decisions. I think I have a lot to say and I think I have a lot of different, I think I have a lot of backgrounds that could help bring unique perspectives to the table. But I think most importantly for me, like growing up, I really became who I was because I had good leaders who inspired me. Whether or not they knew they were leaders, it was either my dance assistant, the teacher when I was five years old, she was the one who kind of, you know, pulled me out of the back corner because I wasn't naturally talented mm -hmm. and showed me that, like, I actually could be as good as the other kids. You know, she probably didn't know she was being a leader at the time, but that was someone who probably changed you know, I spent what ten. We spent tw ten years in the yeah. dance studio, thirty hours a week. So that was pretty life significant um, changes that she made, and I just wanted to be that person for someone else. So when I, you know, had the opportunity in my senior year of high school, I like helped out every Saturday morning, taught the three-year-olds ballet, and just tried to be that person. And I think wherever I end up and wherever I went, I tried to be someone who could be of help to others when it was a place where I got help from. Yeah. So you always give back to where you got a lot of things from, I think. It's always important. And without you knowing, it's kind of they were paying it forward. Yeah. Because by helping you, they kind of pulled you out of the corner. And then later on, you were able to pull another person out of the corner. Yeah. And who knows who they're pulling out of the corner today. Yeah, exactly. And I think you don't need to live your life with that kind of special intent to like try and go around and like, I am trying to inspire you. That's not the goal. I think the goal is just to try and be the best person you possibly can. Yeah. And I think... Another thing to always keep in mind is kind of leave 
something better than you found it. That's kind of how I approach anything I get involved in. I want to leave an impact and I want to impact people's lives. I'm not intentionally trying to go up to you and be like, I'm trying to, you know, do this for you or whatever. But you just want to be a good person that someone can reach out to and feel comfortable reaching out to. I think that's something that I've developed through being really involved in school, um, through my role on student government. So the role that you have (laughs) and the workload that you carry and all these other extracurriculars that you find yourself um, in along with being a 21 year old female (laughs) in New York City it it's draining yeah for sure so can you kind of talk to us a bit about that how how do you yeah okay so how do you keep going is is something you relearn every semester So, you know, you kind of, I've kind of built all my responsibilities every semester and every year as I go. I'm the type of person to never say no. And that I've learned is a really big problem because you will hit a point where you cannot take on more than you think you can. And it's something called burnout because when you're giving or when you're trying to give your 100% to everyone, that really takes a toll on you emotionally, not just physically. Like, yeah, you're tired, but we're all tired. Let's be real. It's more so emotionally when you're trying to carry the weight of everyone's problems and you're responsible for a lot of people, um, projects getting done or different things like that. It takes a really big emotional toll on you and your ability to like think, function, and the ability for you to inspire yourself, I think, yeah. is the biggest thing. Um So, I mean, I do have a very heavy loaded calendar full of meetings and stuff. I kind of spend, this past semester I spent probably over 12 hours at school, Monday to Friday. Um, But you really find time, you try and find time in the breaks for yourself to kind of just stop and think and reflect. Those really help kind of like recharge myself. Um, Something, I was listening to another podcast actually, and um, something I learned from it was you have all these meetings on your calendar every single day and you're always just trying to go, 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 go. Um, But the one meeting you're missing is scheduling a meeting with yourself. And I know that kind of sounds really dumb because at first I was like, that's kind of stupid. And that kind of sounds really cheesy. Um, But something that I want to work on this year is actually doing that. I mean, whether that's a yoga class and you take like that whole hour you're in yoga to just like be with yourself and your own thoughts and you're not worried about other people's problems and getting your deadlines in for your professor, you know, um, your meeting schedule ready for your next um, meeting with your team, the next notes that you need for your friends and like all these people who are trying to get your attention in that one hour that you set aside on your calendar for yourself. Um, I think is really important for people who tend to get feel burnout a lot and you're like always in the same cycle of things I think it's a good break to like reflect on why you're doing it and what you're doing and then you can reinvent yourself kind of thing so that's what I'm trying to do this upcoming semester and kind of moving forward in life I've not haven't started it yet to be honest but uh, I thought it was a really good idea it's a work in progress (laughs) yeah so the whole concept of burnout, is yeah. that something that's new to you or have you been feeling that for a while now? So I think I've always been the type of person to like to have a bunch of stuff to do. I never really, I don't like to like sit in bed and watch Netflix all day as weird as that may sound. Um, and so like in high school, you know, I tried, we, I just tried to like always have something to do and I think 
I've always felt burnout from a young age where you just like feel overwhelmed and too stressed but I almost like like fed off of that um but it really did hit me in university like burnout is like when you really really can't do anymore and I actually recently talked to um someone a psychiatrist um, who came to the school and we were actually working on a program for students together so we had a one-on-one talk and he specifically talked to me like taught me about burnout and like it's like if you're pressing the engine on a car and you always you can you constantly press in for the gas and for it to go and one day like you're pressing the engine and your car is not moving and you're still pressing it really hard you're still pressing it really hard and you're trying to make the car move but it's not moving that's what burnout is it's when you're you're still like working 12 hours a day and you're not getting any sleep and you're trying 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 to get a's on your assignments and you're not seeing a return and you're seeing like c's and b's that's what that's when burnout is because you you're physically capable of getting those A's and like doing really well and excelling in what you love to do. Same with dance, you're really you're capable of putting on an excellent performance. But like if you keep pressing and pressing and pressing the gas, eventually the car is going to stop moving and you know you're not going to be able to put on your best performance. And because you you're at burnout, that's what it, that's my take on it. I don't know if you have a different one or if you've experienced the same thing or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Burnout uh, is way too real and a lot of people don't, I feel like they don't see it. Yeah. It's not easy to catch. No. And it's not easy to know because unless you step outside of the situation and take a look at yourself from like the outside, um, you you can't tell exactly. like there is absolutely no way because to you you're you're doing your thing you're living you're your life the engine. you're pressing the engine you're pressing gas but you can't really you can't really see if it's going or not yeah, exactly. and that's when your friends come in that's when your family come in exactly. family comes in and 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 they and they tell you exactly what's going on i think it's really also important to like educate yourself on the topic and like kind of just talk about burnout with your friends or like even do your own personal research because something that the psychiatrist taught me was that you know if you don't know about it you won't be able to catch it until it's like too late until it's a cycle of like either your grades are like really suffering or like you're personally mentally really suffering and it could cycle into other things like unless you are able like now I'm able to catch it because I've been through it but before I've been through like several cycles of it like I didn't know what it looked like and I didn't know what it meant so like you really can't do anything to help yourself and I'm not really the type of person to like try and help myself especially when there's like a lot going on that needs to be done I'd rather just get everything done so to like educate yourself on you know what that looks like and what burnout looks like I think is actually really really important um, for everyone to do when it comes to burnout I find myself kind of losing a sense of who I am Mm -hmm. like I know what I'm good at I know what I'm bad at I know what I like to do. I know what I don't like to do. Yeah. And and when those lines start to kind of blur together, mm-hmm. it's hard to see like who you are and like where you're going sort of. Yeah, I think it's especially hard because, you know, something that you love to do and something that you're traditionally really good at, all of a sudden you're not. You're being told you're not good at it, especially like with grades and like pressures of everything else going on. I think that's really hard. And I think that's something specifically at an engineering school that I've seen and faced a lot is like you have these kids, they wouldn't be at an engineering school if they weren't good at maths and science and like really hard problems to solve. Like 
that's, you know, all those kids go to be engineers because that's what they're really good at and what they like to do. They like to solve puzzles. They like to solve problems. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're really struggling in those classes that are where you're supposed to solve problems and where you're supposed to do math and science. And you're all of a sudden getting really bad grades and you're like, oh my God maybe I'm really bad at this or like not meant to do this and like you like you're studying like insane amount of hours because you have to like the major is demanding and the coursework is very demanding um and I see it like almost with everyone within the school they go through one cycle of it at least one semester everyone kind of faces this like identity crisis almost where like am I meant to be an engineer or am I meant am I smart enough to be an engineer am I smart enough to be doing this and that like is really really hard because then what what do you do now like the thing that you thought you were really good at you're suddenly supposedly not good at it Mm -hmm. now what you just got to remember first of all why you're there Mm -hmm. and then own the fact that you know you deserve to be there exactly and then take the steps that um everybody everybody should take to kind of relight that fire Exactly. Yeah, I think definitely like I've had that multiple times where I'm like, I don't think I'm meant to be doing this or like, I don't think I want to be doing this. And honestly, there's ways to take what you're doing and learn from it. I, after four years, have established that I'm not meant to be a computer engineer and nor do I really want to, but I don't see it as a waste or a bad thing. I kind of, what gets me going back to this next semester is that I now have four years of a lot of challenges that I've learned from and I can really apply this major to do anything, honestly, and the skills that I've learned from it, I can take to do anything. And I always like think of this Again, cheesy metaphor. Um, that we I, love those. We love those. <laughs> um, that I learned from these athletes. And they basically, the whole thing was like right before a, like a national competition or like a world's competition, the person gave their partner like a, a bucket of rice. And it was like, what, why? Why did you just give me the bucket of rice? And the partner was like, this is all of our training that we've ever done. You can't take any of it away. You can only add to this bucket of rice. And for this competition, like we've put in all the work, we've put in all the training, we put in all the time. Like, let's just go and have fun and perform and do our thing. Like you've put in all the work to this point. So like I've put in four years of work, like those things are now a part of me. And like, I'm just filling my, bucket of rice I guess Um, as I go through life with all your experiences that you go through whether they're good or bad like I don't think you know you should ever really take them to a negative turn because you now have opened a new window you've opened a new perspective and I really that's what I love about school is like I think people really tend to think that school is just about the one subject you're studying or like whatever you're specifically studying. It's about like tests and readings and assignments and like analyzing what you've done, analyzing what you've learned. But school is like a really unique place to learn a gazillion perspectives and the ones that will challenge your own. Yeah. I think you should always be open to challenging your ideas because let's be real, you're not always right and the world doesn't revolve around you. Um, so the more that you can learn from anything and anyone and any experience is so important. And I think that's what I love so much about school and honestly, my major, I've 
learned so much about not just computer engineering. It's a lot more than just that. Going back to what you uh, just mentioned about um, finding finding new things other than the subject that you're learning. Yeah. And I really believe that whether you're in a dance program, whether you're in an engineering program, sure, you're learning about engineering and you're learning about dancing, but if you really take the time to analyze what's going on in between, around it, inside of it, upside down, right side up, left, right, whatever, yeah, you start to see these totally different traits that have formed who you are today exactly and so i was never a huge math and science person in <laughs> high school i i didn't have the most amazing grades but i learned a lot of um a, a lot of lessons along the way and that's also what this program at ryerson has taught me yes i'm a dancer yes i'm a performer but i'm so much more than that mm-hmm. and I really believe that everything that has happened along the way, whether it's been good or bad, has shaped me into who I am today. Mm-hmm. And so whether you're in university, whether you're in college, or whether you're working a part-time or full-time job, really pay attention to... to what's around you. Yeah. And the people that are around you, because people have a lot to offer each other, I think. And I think we live in a world where we just, like, everything might be so negative and everything is very judgmental especially with social media. I mean, I recently kind of like claimed for myself, I'm a like I'm a very critical person of myself, which innately makes me very judgmental of others, not on purpose, it's just like a subconscious thing, but I think I purposely make an effort to really take that away and not think about comparing or anything when I meet people. I really think just blank slate like, "Hi, who are you?" and just try to learn all their opinions whether or not you agree with them you can have there's so much you can learn and if you don't learn anything in that one case like okay move on that's fine but like learn from others is so important and it's gonna help you grow so much and do you think that's something that you've done for yourself learning from other people yeah, that's gotten, so. gotten you to where you are now oh 100 i love listening to people's stories and i love like talking to people one-on-one and like just learning their opinions and arguing with people um, about different things that are going on in the world because you might have one perspective um, but other people have their reason to be to agree or disagree with issues political or not and you know those can really influence the way you think or not again so what keeps you motivated like what keeps you driven throughout the burnout the identity crises I think that the idea that there's just so much to do and so much to learn and that you only have one life to do it all, um, again, that sounds really cheesy, but like if you've had a child to dream one and like now is a time like you're looking for a job and you're like, okay, should I pursue that or not? Like I'm scared. Like we all face a lot of fears and like me personally, I feel I like... I'm very afraid to fail. Um, so I think that comes in the way of a lot of things. But, you know, if you don't do it now, what, in a parallel universe? is yeah. Are you living your dreams out and you're just going to be 50 and then you're going to tell your kids, like, oh, yeah, I wish I did that. And I understand, like, the circumstances for everyone and the timing for some things. Like, obviously, like, you go through challenges and you have to make it work. But that's my favorite saying. You just got to make it work. Mm-hmm. And... 
um, yeah, that's what keeps me moving. I think there's just so much unknown and like there's so much to do. Why settle? Yeah, never settle. Never settle. I mean, even with this being our last semester and being in high school for four years, having high school be the kind of be all end all and then moving into university and having university be the be all end all because you know that's what you're supposed to do right now this is kind of the first time that we don't have a set um path Mm -hmm. you know carved out for us we're kind of yeah it's scary because like you said it's the unknown but it's about embracing the unknown it's about embracing the potential failure exactly right yeah and we're all facing it no matter what you're doing i think the important thing to realize is that we're really not that different, even though we're in very different curriculum-wise yeah. majors, me and you. We're talking about the exact same exactly. feelings, exact same problems, exact same things. Um, so I think that's something important to realize, that the person sitting next to you is probably not that much different than you think they are. And I think it's really op- like important to keep an open mind about people and just be nice. Yeah and not judge others by what you've heard and just be open to their thoughts and opinions. I think that's what we really need in this world today. I think there's a lot of bad going on and a lot of divide. Um, So breaking that barrier is important. Just be a human being. We're all the exact same. We're all going through the same shit. (laughs) So however alone you feel, just know that Flo and I both agree that you are not alone. So I think I want to take it a different way now. Yeah. Um, I'd love for you to talk to us about the Bloom Project. Oh my God, yes. Yay. (laughs) Um, So the Bloom Project, I'm one of the co-founders for. Um, It was something that I started out of high school with my good friend, Lee Lin. Um, She went to Nepean with me. And we started kind of, we created a nonprofit organization where, you know, the inspiration was that we both had, you know, figures um, in our lives who are really inspirational to us during our kind of elementary education. Um, we had clubs. We had our schools bring in, like, we found um, meet, the Meet a Weed Foundation, Foundation, things like that, where we were really able to see and learn about helping others early. And I also think, for me, like, education has played such a large role in my life. Like, again, like I said before, I love school, and I think it's it. Really, I think, personally, I think that education is a huge factor in breaking poverty. It gives opportunity. It allows you to learn and be exposed to so much. And I think education is so important. I value it very much. And I value the fact that we have free public education here and that we were able to go through, what, 12 years of school, 14 years of school for free. Um... And so coming out of high school, we wanted to do the same for kids who were less privileged, um, in, specifically in rural China, um, where these stu- kids were ki- couldn't go to school because of financial barriers. Um, these were like elementary school students who were like in really bad home and family situations. Um, and school was far away, and they involved money. So we wanted to be able to kind of take the things that we learned in high school and elementary school about giving back and um, working with your community to then build something where we could give back. So kind of a year of experimenting like how we wanted to model the 
kind of have a business model for the nonprofit. Um, we a lot of things like we thought that were going to work didn't work. And then the summer after we started it, um, I kind of really wanted to take it an entrepreneurial route, and I created the Bloom Project, um, where we sell. Um, these peak rings and the bloom bracelet um, and all profits go towards scholarships for these kids that we went um, and visited and we taught them um, in China and then we awarded them scholarships so that's kind of like a little bit of what we do and the whole idea behind it so how long how many years has it been um, I think we're coming into fourth year because it was right after high school. And obviously there's been a lot of changes to the yeah. business model, to the concept, to the mission, to the vision. Um, what have you guys done so far? So we've gone to China twice. The first summer, last summer and then two summers ago. And what we did was that we were there for a week and we taught elementary kids from grade one to six. Um, and we kind of developed um, things again that we had learned from our experiences, like hands-on, kind of like if you go to a mad science um, like summer camp type yeah. thing. That was the kind of goal we were looking for, um, and kind of to expose these kids. What we really wanted to do with the camp was to inspire the kids and show them that like learning is fun, and that I think that's really easily forgotten in school. Again, with burnout and like with constant assignments, constant learning, you're constantly being graded, you're constantly like being shoved information at your face. Some useful, some not, depending what you're interested in. Um, and the thing that is so easy for kids and even us to forget is that learning is fun, and that there's so much you can do with what you've learned. Um, so we tried to do a lot of hands-on projects with these kids. So with grade ones, we kind of built like structures and made them introduce them to working in teams. And then with grade six, we kind of did like a, a science lab type thing with test tubes. Um, and we built like obviously the baking soda volcano, different things like that to just kind of you know show that like there's science behind this and there's theory behind all these things. But like that's the fun part about learning. You can take those things that you know, make these things work under um, cover, I guess, and then um, apply them to whatever you want to do in life. So that was the goal of the, the kind of week. And then at the beginning or at the end of the week, we gave kind of students that the school had selected who were a little bit more underprivileged, um, but who were still really good students. We gave them um, scholarships. So as you continue the Bloom Project's journey, where do you hope to take it? Where do you and Lynn hope to take it? So we actually just talked, and I, it was kind of a, a project of ours, you know, through university, but it was really hard to really grow it because we're all in different cities, all the team members. Um, so we actually just had a conversation about, like, what we want to do, especially as we both head into, like, kind of our careers and, like, work life. Um, so she actually found... We, we we talked about kind of taking it now back to our own community. Back um, she went to U of T, so bringing it actually to elementary schools here in Toronto and kind of creating a summer um, program for a, a week camp for more underprivileged students here who are in, in elementary school and actually even high school. Um, I think something that we tend to see here in North America is obviously a wealth divide, but also how that plays into our education system and how if you you know these elite schools have elite students who went to you know very um, 
well-reputable science camps or different things, like different programs that they were able to do because they were in communities who knew about them and it was marketed to those, you know, more wealthy areas, more well, if you go to a private um, high school, you're going to know about all these opportunities and you're going to rack up a really impressive resume because you're kind of in this inner circle um, and that will help you with your job applications, your um, university applications, whatever you want to do, you've kind of built a really solid foundation of experiences and that's something you know that I've learned is the more experiences you get it's it helps build you not only your resume but you as a person and what we want to do is you know be able to give these experiences to students who are less able to access these programs or whatever it is um, we want to again with bloom you know we still have a lot of product left and we want to be able to sell and use all the profits to give scholarships to students who are really deserving to opportunities like different conferences all those things cost money um, whether it seems like it or not and being able to go and like or travel to them it all costs money um, and we want to be able to provide scholarships. And we're kind of looking into seeing if we can kind of bring that to our local communities now. Um, but we kind of take it year by year. Really. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So to wrap things up, we're, we are going to do a mountain minute. So pretty much what that is, is a rapid fire round of questions. We'll see if you can get through them all in a minute. Oh my God, I'm nervous. All right, let me pull them up. This, 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 this is, is the, the Mountain Minute. Three, two, one. Favorite movie? Um, About time. Favorite food? Uh, Italian. Go-to breakfast? Smoothies. Favorite song? Love you for a long time, Maggie Rogers. Where did you first hear this song? Uh, Spotify. What is your guilty pleasure song? Uh, How to Love Lil Wayne. <laughs> favorite day of the week? Thursday. Least favorite day of the week? Tuesday. Favorite color? Turquoise. What time do you usually go to bed? Uh, 1 a.m. What time do you usually wake up? 8 a.m. If you could make any animal your pet, what animal would you choose? Golden Retriever since I was like five. If you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? Uh, powerful women. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be and why? Bill Gates. I think he lives a very interesting life that has a lot of different parts to it. I would love to see what's what, going on. If you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Reading people's minds. Sweet or salty? Uh, salty. Coffee or tea? Neither. Rain or shine? Shine. Day or night? Night. Favorite number? Two. Where do you want to travel? South America. Fill in the blank. This podcast is... Incredible. Ooh, good one. All right. Thank you so much for uh, being on this episode, Flo. Thank you so much for having me. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please don't be shy. Leave a rating and a review and let me know what you think. Love always, Jake.